Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're getting to the end of our book. Philemon verse 25. Uh, forgiveness is empowered by God's grace. He writes here, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. How can God's grace enable us to forgive others even when we would rather not? Well, Paul wrote this short postcard epistle to encourage Philemon to forgive Onesimus. No one knows all the background, emotions, hurts, or ramifications of Paul's request to Philemon. But Paul knew he was asking something of this godly man that most would reject. Paul had confidence in Philemon's character, but also understood the powerful depravity that, at times, controls and consumes our hearts. After reading Paul's pleas, Philemon would have known his need to forgive Onesimus, but may have struggled in his flesh. This could be why Paul ends his postcard with his simple prayer, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Paul knew that the source of power for forgiveness is not found in ourselves, but in the grace of God. This is amazing. Most believers hear about God's grace, sing about God's grace, and are empowered by God's grace, but struggle in defining God's grace. New Testament scholars Pharaoh's Zodiades defines grace in this way, that which causes joy, pleasure, gratification, favor, acceptance for a kindness granted or desired, a benefit, thanks, gratitude, a favor done without expectation of return, the absolutely free expression of the loving kindness of God to men, finding its only motive in the bounty and benevolence of the giver unearned and unmerited favor. Charis stands in direct antithesis to erga, works, the two being mutually exclusive. God's grace affects man's sinfulness and not only forgives a repentant sinner, but brings joy and thankfulness to him. It changes the individual to a new creature without destroying his individuality. And this comes from uh, the Complete Word Study Dictionary. You know, you can almost hear Paul's heartfelt plea in his simple prayer for God's grace. And put, let's put it this way. By the way, Philemon, if you're struggling with an unforgiving attitude, God will give you the grace to handle it. He will give you both the power and the desire to do what is right. God's divine enablement will help you through this. I often need, God, need God's grace to help my spirit. I often need God to control my attitudes. I often need God's grace to help me see clearly, understand thoroughly, and behave wisely. I often need God's grace, Philemon. I have given you a number of reasons why you should forgive Onesimus, but I understand that what I'm asking is huge. The only way we can handle such an offense is by God's grace. I have confidence in you, Philemon, but I have even more confidence in God who will graciously enable you to help Onesimus and me. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Paul lived and breathed the grace of God. All through his letters, we find his constant focus on the grace of God. If we define God's grace in just two words, it would be divine enablement. God promises all of us both the power and the desire to do his will. Without using the word grace, I like Paul's explanation of grace in Philippians 2.13. It is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God's grace is wonderful, amazing, and undeserved. 
Remember these passages, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, Romans 3. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace was bestowed upon me. It was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was in me, 1 Corinthians 15. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. In other words, there's no excuse for us to, to be losers and to sin. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Ephesians 1, 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to to the riches of his grace. We all know Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then Timothy, the end of Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 1, uh, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Titus 2, for the grace of God that brings salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And then, of course, let us come, therefore, boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Hebrews 4.16. Who on this earth do you refuse to forgive? From Philemon, we have learned both why to forgive and how to forgive. Does God have the same confidence in your obedience that Paul had in Philemon? By God's grace, you can forgive, just obey. The last verse of Paul's postcard epistle to Philemon says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. The last verse of God's precious book to all of us, the Holy Bible says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Hey, I've loved the study of Philemon. I hope it's been a blessing to you. But it's over, and we'll go on to a new book here real soon. But remember, today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.